Hi, it's Julie at Love's Beginning. I have a talk today called A New Year. It's called A New Year, even though this is March, <laughs> because I received the outline of this, I think at the end of December, and I did not feel the inspiration to speak from it until today. So from December until now, it's been like a deep dive through everywhere and blocking spirit and just looking at it, letting it go, looking at it, letting it go. So that's what I've been up to. I <laughs> hope you've had a good uh, first few months of the year. And now I feel ready to, to look at this and um, speak from it and, and see what there is here. So the first statement is a year in which everything is made new in every moment. And if there's anything these uh, few months of quiet and introspection have done for me, it's um, to understand that if everything is not new in every moment for me, it can be. And if I'm clinging to some aspect of the past, because I'm looking for a stability that comes from knowing, knowing what this place is, knowing what something can give me, knowing what you are, knowing what your tendencies are, knowing. I try to know from the past to give me a sense of false stability that's not stable. The bottom will always fall out of it. Um, so it's been a time of learning that I can't rely on that false stability that comes from dragging the past into the present and to really accept the newness of every moment. Um, and if I'm having a problem, that's what I'm not doing. This moment is new. I'm loved. You're loved. We're okay. This moment is new. And from the, the newness of this moment, I can take my instruction. So my guidance that can point me in the right direction. So that's that's a learning process, or it seems to be, but the willingness to focus there seems to have expanded. Okay, whatever you're waiting for impatiently, it's here for you right now, fully. So maybe there's a physical representation of, of what I'm waiting for impatiently. Well, the essence of it, what it truly is, because nothing is physical, it's here right now. And maybe it will come into physical form as I accept what is non-physically here right now for all of us fully and to really tune into that and to let that be me and be you and be the instruction and be whatever appears in form is where I'm going next. So it's, it's very holistic. <laughs> it depends. It it requires a focus, happiness, what requires happiness, requires a focus on the wholeness of all things and the remembrance that I'm safe in each moment and you're safe in each moment because these remembrances of what the wholeness gives us, they'll always contradict what ego is trying to tell us. <laughs> you need something right now. You're not happy now, so you need something to make you happy or this isn't good enough as it is now, or you're not loved enough as it is now, or they're suffering over there, even if they do appear to be suffering over there. My ability to look at you over there and to know your wholeness and to know how much you're loved and to know the deep safety in which you're always held, that's going to be the basis 
for any speech or action that seems to unfold in the world. And I'm understanding that if I'm not standing on that stable foundation of knowing you're actually your actual safety in being held in love right now, which means I don't worry about you. If I'm in worry, I need help. So if I'm on that foundation where I'm not worried about you, that's different. That's new. And the ego will come in and say, I'm uncaring, but that doesn't make any sense anymore. All I can do is go deeper into what I am and what you are and um, wait for the instruction to appear for what to say and what to do if there's anything to be done or said. And so what to say and what to do is not coming from a set of judgments about how one should act. That has to go away in order to become aware of what now would have me say and do. What safety, the deep safety we all share, would have me say and do. What love the deep love in which we're all held forever would have me say and do. So it's learning to look toward that in all things, not just in some things, in all things to to let it take over. And this foundation affects what I see. It affects what I see as you. It affects the events I experience. It affects everything. And to let it have its whole effect is what I'm here for. Okay. Let's see. There's nothing in particular you need to remember, but a willingness to allow remembrance to come online. This is all that is needed. So it is very simple. When I run into where I'm fighting this process of remembrance, I can, no no matter how intense or difficult it seems, I can remember my willingness. You know, it just takes closing my eyes and focusing for a second to remember my willingness. I am willing to allow the remembrance of what is actual and real to come online. And I am willing to allow what never was, what never can be, to allow the appearance of that to disappear. I don't need to see it anymore. There's no purpose in it. So this is really all that's needed. This is the kernel of everything. And thank goodness it's simple. So when I'm in distress, instead of saying what specifically I need, this is all I need to do is to come back into my willingness and revisit it often and let it expand and to understand how I'm carried through all experience and everything's truly okay. So as I get used to that setting of willingness, that's not judgment. I can't judge either positively or negatively and be in this open state of willingness at the same time. So quiet willingness with no particulars attached to it. This means I'm not out there in the world making noise or expressing or (laughs) there's a time and place for that. But I have to return to this state of willingness often where I'm not trying to push my own agenda. I have to rest here often, quiet willingness with no particulars attached to it. This is the open state into which particular guidance can flow. 
So for me to even know what I'm supposed to do and say next, I mean, I have no idea. <laughs> what What is a day? What's going to happen? What What am I supposed to do? I don't know. But if I stay in the state of quiet willingness, then an idea will come that seems easy to follow and I can follow that. So the flow, the word flow, if you add an O and an L, that's follow. <laughs> follow, flow. Oh, excuse me for just a minute here. Okay, so my kids are on Messenger Kids and they get calls from their friend and sometimes they use my computer so that app's on this computer and I haven't figured out yet how to, when their friend's calling them, to not have that sound on this computer. So <laughs> it might come again and then I'll pause again and eventually I'll figure it out. But yeah, the call, a call came in, <laughs> a call to follow, follow the flow. So that's, that's the practice to be open, to be willing, to know that I don't know what's going to be in a day, but particular guidance can come in and show me that flow and I can follow it. And the particular guidance is like getting a call, you know, you're called to do this, you're called to do that. And still there's the call of ego that I follow, but that's okay. It's just an opportunity to notice when I follow the call of ego, this is how that feels. When I follow the call of spirit, this is how that feels. Okay, so in this phase of the undoing that I'm in, you're going to become aware of some particularly ugly ego thoughts. Yes, indeed, I have become aware of them. Remember that they are not your real thoughts. They are examples of thoughts you have believed in the past to block out love but you do not have to believe them now. You can have these blocks finally out of your way if that is what you choose. So to understand we have a face of innocence where we have an idea of ourselves, of, well, I'm generally nice, I'm generally this, I'm generally that. Then these thoughts will come in, thoughts like I don't want other people to do well or they don't deserve the positive regard they seem to be getting. Where's my positive regard? Things like that. I wasn't aware of this type of thing before. I covered it over very quickly by judging the other person. You know, I would say something about the other person, like, well, they're mistaken, or their thoughts are distorted, or, you know, I would judge them and not understand that underneath, there was a wish for them to not do well. <laughs> so... <laughs> that's doesn't make me bad. It just, I can't be bad. You can't be bad. It's just that I have been listening to these thoughts of the ego and incorporating them in my perception in ways I didn't even notice. And to really, really let go of suffering, I have to be aware of the thoughts I've been believing. And as I go down deeper, they get uglier. They're a general hostility. Like, I hate you. Get away from me. Like, I want to see things as separate, right? <laughs> so I have to admit to these thoughts, not that they're mine. Ego sends them, I believe them. But I have to see this process where they get sent and I believe them without guilt. Because it's just... Ego makes a make-believe world out of these thoughts if I believe them. And why does the world look to be such a mess? 
I believed a whole stack of <laughs> untrue thoughts. And that's okay, because we all have the power to go into these ugly thoughts today and face them and not be cowed by them or intimidated by them or, or, or put ourselves down because we believed them. It was just an untrue thought we believed. It says nothing about us and nothing about anyone else. Everyone else is pure. I'm pure. You're pure. That's the believing thoughts from ego can't touch the purity that we are, that we share. So there's no guilt in it. But we might avoid facing these thoughts if we think there's guilt in it. Guilt for our separate self. Our separate self doesn't exist. All the guilt is around the idea of this separate self. It doesn't exist. We're joined and we're pure in that joining. And that's all we are. That's all we can ever be. We can pretend to be something else. And that's what these ego thoughts construct for us. A world that we wanted, we believed we wanted. But now we can go backwards out of that. And that's what facing these thoughts is all about. And then um, they told me, let's look at a particular thought. She has what I want. Yeah, this has come up for me. And then I realized the pain of wanting particular things in a make-believe world. Like you want attention or um, approval or people saying how great you are or you want um, to appear physically in a way that you think would get you not rejected or praised or something, you know, <laughs> good enough in some way. All of this. So in that thought, if you can admit to that thought, she has what I want. You think she has something you want. Well, of course, it's not true. It's a thought of suffering. No thought of suffering is true. But if I can admit to that, I can get into all the sub thoughts of what I think I want and what I think that would give me. And then I can finally see how meaningless and how worthless it is. And that's the way to let go, to face all the thoughts and to let them go. And it all starts with willingness. I have to be willing to remember who she is. She's just the same purity I am. I'm not lacking. She doesn't have more than I do. Maybe in a make-believe world, that I see because I want to see it. I want to see us as separate and different, but in truth, in our being, that can never be true. So we learn to focus that on that, no matter what seems to be happening in the world of time and space. And that's our strength, because our strength is shared. So if I'm looking at what she has and what I have together forever, that can never be touched, that belongs to everyone all together, that's my strength. That's what brings guidance in. That's what makes ego thoughts begin to seem ridiculous. So they become less believable. As I do this work, as I focus on my willingness, as I remember the gifts of the now, when an ego thought does appear on the scene, I'm more likely to see that it's meaningless and ridiculous. And if I don't, I can pause and I can devote some time to working with spirit, to getting to that point where I can see, <clears throat> sorry, it's just, I'll take a pause. It's just pointing to the meaninglessness of a make-believe world. And part of my time when I wasn't um, receiving and sharing messages was losing my voice for a while. And I've still got the 
the throat clearing going on and and thinking, oh, maybe I've turned a corner here. Maybe I don't need to go outward in that way anymore. And maybe the rest of this will just be, you know, the inward melting and I don't have to use the voice in an outward way. But here I am doing it again. So you never know. You never know what's going to be put in front of you, what inspiration you're going to have. But when you have the inspiration, you can follow it. And if it comes from ego, you'll figure it out because it won't feel good. It, it won't feel fulfilling. And so we're good. We're safe. We're held. We're carried. We're shown. Um, so wishing you happy healing today. Thanks.